For the past decade, our teams have been working incredibly hard to make some big and much needed changes in how we develop leaders while at work. I challenge you to forge your own path in your own leadership evolution. Consider one that makes the lives of people around you and the business better by building more purpose-driven leaders and relationships with your teams. We need to build leaders who truly care about those they see and engage each and every day. We invite you to hear more about our own leadership and cultural journey, and the impactful stories will surely resonate with you and your teams. Welcome back to the Built to Lead podcast. I'm Edgar Cabello, the host for the Lippert Academy, and today we are with a couple of really great friends here. I'm at Plant 58. Actually, we're set up inside the Lippert Scout Mobile. I won't get into all what that is, but we take this thing on the road to talk to some of our end users, and um, we'll get into that another time. But we're in that within the factory right now at Plant 58. And uh, there's a cool little studio here that we're all sitting around and, and enjoying together. And I'm going to talk to Ruby and Ruthie Wiley that have been here at Plant 58 for a little while. So we're going to get into you guys' journey with Lippert here in just a minute. But um, Ruby, tell us a little bit about yourself, and, and then, uh, we'll, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll switch over to you, Ruthie. Hi, I'm Ruby Wiley Fields. I've been here seven years. I work in the awning department. I'm a group leader. Yeah. How many people in your group? There's... 23 people that I um, that you're responsible for that's a lot of people to be leading yeah I bet you're learning a lot huh yes okay Okay. I work with a real good group of people I love them all of them yeah yeah and they're right out there yeah like they're right outside our door literally right now that's very cool how about you Ruthie I'm Ruthie Wiley I've been with Lippert seven years I'm the manufacturing manager over awnings fabric there are 73 teammates wow. that's on our team. Okay. So. Okay. Are, do 23 of them report to your sister? Yes. Okay, 23 of those 73. So that means your sister reports to you. Yes. Interesting dynamics already. So we got Ruthie, who's a manufacturing manager, and, and Ruby, who's a group lead. And so you, you're her boss. Yes. How's that working out? You know, it's easy working with Ruby because I can say whatever I need to say to her, no filter. <laughs> and she gets it. Okay. You know, she, she doesn't give me any slack or anything like that. She, she understands me and I understand her. So it makes working together. Is she telling easy. the truth? Yes. All right. If Let's get your I story. If I fail, then she fails. Okay. So yeah. I don't want to make her look bad. Look so whatever she wants me to do, I'll do it with no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if she looks bad, you look bad. Right, I mean, exactly. that's kind of a play on the two of you being identical twins, too. Yes. So, <laughs> which you both look great, by the way. Thank but so any, for anybody who's listening um, and not watching on video, they're identical twins. And they've been, both of them have been here at Leopard right around seven years. And you guys, we were talking about this just a moment ago. So the elder sister is... Me. Ruby. Bye. Five minutes. By five minutes. We had to negotiate <laughs> that, but I won't get into all the details there. So, And the, the interesting thing to me is we've been kind of getting briefed on what's going on with you two and what your story is here at Lippert, is that not only are you identical twins five minutes apart, but your career paths have been like very similar along the way. Tell, tell us a little bit about how that worked and where your career has taken you down through the years. Let's see, it started back in 1990. We um, started working in a factory, not as close to here. So I started first. Ruby came shortly after. 
And then I left. And I went to another plant. Okay. And then I told... A different company. A different company. Yes. And Ruby came six months later. Okay. So once that plant went out of business, we worked at another plant that was owned by the same mother company. Okay. So, yeah. We've been working together since, well, 1990. So so you followed her out of the womb, and she's been following you ever since. Yes. Right. It's what it looks like. I like to say... That I didn't follow her, I pushed her out. Oh, there you it go. was getting a little crowded in there. So <laughs> and you're I, still pushing I, her to this I, day. I pushed her out. So I got it. That's great. I love that vantage point. So, you, so this is what's also interesting to me. Like you both have been living in the manufacturing world for quite a while. Yes. Yes. And so, I'm assuming that I mean, how many how many years are we talking about in total that you've been working in manufacturing? Well, actually, since 1990. Okay, since 1990 then. So that was Manufacturing Outfit, and you've been doing this kind of work ever since. Yes. I like, dig it. All right, so, wow. So we're talking about 30 years doing some pretty tough stuff. So, because, I mean, manufacturing is not easy. I mean, not by a long shot, and you guys have probably seen a lot in your time. What do you like about it? I like the um, fast pace. I like the challenge, okay. you know, and I like working with the people. Yeah. And working with our hands. Yeah. You know, just building stuff. Yeah. Right. That's why, why, exciting. T- tell me more about that. Why, why is that important? I'm a hands-on person. Like, even outside of here, mm-hmm. you know, um, like when we built our house, we did a lot of things, you know, hands-on. Really? We, um Finished the whole basement. We did all the staining in the house. Ruthie helped, of course. Okay. But when okay. it came down to do the basement, she kind of like didn't want to stain anymore. So, <laughs> right. I mean, were you pounding nails and all that yes. kind of stuff, huh? Yes. Like literally. We helped frame. Your... Okay. Yeah. We uh, really? stained a lot of wood. We had a little assembly line. It was Ruby, myself, and her husband. Ah. So we had a little assembly line. Everybody had their jobs to do mm-hmm. and it seemed like it took us forever to get six weeks though get that <laughs> pile of wood get to the bottom of it but we did it yeah, and yeah, yeah. we did a really good job nice. at it so it's a lot of stuff that i do myself you know around the house my boyfriend doesn't do the work around the house he said okay ruthie will do it so <laughs> it's just building stuff it's 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 Exciting. exciting. I, I hate to say it, but I understand where your boyfriend's coming from, okay? Because like, <laughs> me and Hammers don't get along either. Right. So, so, um, so you applied some of the principles that you've learned here. Like you talk about assembly lines. Yes. yes. And, and you're using that to get things done at the house, too. Yes. Okay. I like that. And even like some of the um, things that we learned, like lean, being organized. Wow. And so I've been organizing, you know, stuff at home, the okay. cabinets. I even bought a label maker. Oh, you my. You know, we... Um, <laughs> You know, just you're five Sing the house, right? Five Sing the house, <laughs> and it makes things look so much does. neater. And is you know, you know where to find things. Yeah. So I like that. I like that. So what what is it for you? Like, in, so you're you're at a couple of different levels of leadership here. So like our or in our org chart here at the at this particular plant, we have our GM, we have assistant general managers, we have. Um, plant managers, which you both work for a guy that we all love a lot, Jeff Cullen, yes. here. And and then there's manufacturing managers. That's the level that you're at right now. And you yes. were a team lead for or a group lead for a long time. Yes. So we use those two terms interchangeably, team lead, group lead here. And now you are. And so it's an interesting relationship having one 
family member report to another. That's that doesn't happen a lot around here. You guys are figuring out how to make that work. Mm-hmm. Does that ever get complicated? No. Okay. We've actually um, at our previous job that I was her boss as well. Okay. So. All right. We're used to it. She's bossy. She's bossy. Yeah. Good at the boss part, <laughs> is she? Yeah. That's awesome. But she bosses me after work. So, so you all have been here for for seven years. Uh, let me just ask you, what what brought you to Lippert? I worked at this place, and I was not happy. Okay. And I was not happy as well. Okay. Right. And so... Um, what, what was driving the unhappiness? Like, I, I think, well, beforehand, I heard you say a couple things. Like, you were, like, very stressed out. Yes, okay. very stressed out. Working a lot of hours, coming in at 3 o'clock in the morning, leaving at 8 o'clock at night. Um, Wait a minute. You're in at 3? Yes. And out at 8? Yes. It's a long day. And I did that a lot. Okay. You know, a lot of times I opened the plant by myself. Okay. And closed by myself. But at the time, the plant was going through different plant managers. And it was just stressful, you know, getting used so to new, one. So new boss coming in right. pretty regularly, just a cycle. I think we went through three. Three? Right. And that was within six, six years. What, what was it like to work at that place? They, unlike Lippert, I don't feel that they cared about the people. Okay. As a matter of fact, my son and I, we were just talking about that place Saturday. And excuse, you know, this phrase, but I said, well, we worked for the devil. Mm. Felt like that. I felt like that. Okay. I don't think they um, cared about the the people at all. Okay. So. All right. So, so you guys are coming in here like your last work experience is not good. Nice. I mean, working for the devil is never good. Right. So, so you guys are coming this way, and like you've heard about Lipper. What have you heard about Lipper before you actually worked for this outfit? Oh my goodness, the things that we heard about Lipper. Lipper doesn't care about their people. The pay, they don't pay their people well. They work a lot of hours, and when I came here, I was scared. You know, because of all the things that um, that I had heard. Mm-hmm. But my first day, it was nothing like what I heard. So that was refreshing. And I think what really kept me working here for Lippert, what made me think that this is the place for me, is my sister. When she was working at our previous employer, she had her daughter had just found out that she had cancer again. And my sister had to, you know take time to take her daughter to the her appointments and stuff like that she could not get fmla so she used her points all of her vacation time and they didn't care you know so So, so there was no provision for her to take care of her family i mean she literally had to drill down on her vacation days and and within the attendance system the point right that was the first time she had Okay. Um, I found out she had cancer when um, I was there. Right. Okay. And then towards the end, when I left, we had found out she had it again. Okay. It came back five years later. Okay. So. Right. Okay. So when my sister started and things were getting worse for her daughter, and they told her, you know, take as much time as you, you can. So now you're talking about you're both working for Lippert. Yeah. Yes, so she follows you again. Right. And she's coming over here and you guys have not had a good work, work experience. Things are really hard on the family. Right. Yeah. And it was only, she was only here a few months. Wow. And they no. told her, it was 
few months. You started okay. in um, September, yeah. September, and then it was, it was a, in February, right? Yeah. When things got really bad, and yeah. they told her to take as much time as you need. Completely different message than what you guys had received right. before. And I knew then that this was the place for me. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. What was that like for you, Ruby? It was nice yeah. to know that when, actually, when I started, you know, I let them know. Yeah. And they was like, okay, okay. we'll take care of it. Okay, okay. And so, right. Yeah, so, so you knew early on that this was the right spot for you, right? Yes. Yeah. So how did things move forward from there? So this is like you guys on the front end, like you're already going through, you're putting Lipper to the test because, you know, the reputation for one, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, you guys had heard a lot of bad news coming in, but you came anyways. Right. And then immediately you feel supported and cared for. Yes. So what happens next then? So what's, tell, tell me about the progression of your time here at Lipper. Okay, I tell you, when I started, you know, I um, went from salary to making, you know, a lot less. Okay. And it wasn't about the money. It was just about working somewhere. So you took a big hit financially just to come here? Yes. Okay. And I remember I told uh, Bob, I was like, I don't want any kind of leadership role. Mm. I just want to work because that's how stressed out I was. And then six months later, they approached me and asked me to be a leader. And I thought about it, and I was like, well, if they're asking me to be a leader, then maybe they need me to be in that position. So I took the role, mm-hmm. and I've been happy ever you've been, since. You've been in a leadership role ever since, right? Right. Wow. So six months after I started here. I mean, I've heard it said about you since my time here, like almost five years now, mm-hmm. that like you're one of the best. Oh, thank you. Like one of the, at that time, it was one of the best group leads. Um, that you were kind of the prototype for what we wanted to see happen with our leadership teams. So tell me about your progression seven years ago and then how did that move forward? I mean, immediately you're feeling cared for. Right. What happens next at Lippert for Ruby? Um, well, I slowly moved up the ladder, not as fast as Ruthie, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I think because of Jeff, Jeff is a really, really great boss. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. You know, and so he saw the potential in me, and he um, made well, me a team leader. What do you guys? You, you, we were talking about Jeff a little bit earlier. So Jeff's the plant manager, and and he kind of oversees like everything that's happening on the floor. Yes. yes. But what is it about him? Like, what have you seen in him as a leader that has been different than what he you were used to? He is so calm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. He has the patience of a saint. Okay. Yes. He's and he's real likable. I mean, Approachable. Yeah. Yes. Yep. is definitely approachable. And he cares about everybody. Yes. He's really caring. Yeah. And, and that's not the world you're, you, you came from. No. <laughs> not so at all. Compa- help us understand the difference between what it's like to work for somebody who, pretty peaceful guy, right? Pretty mm-hmm. calm person, very patient, and where you came from. It's mentally exhausting. Okay. You know, you um, go home and you're not happy. Yeah. You know, because you're so stressed out at work. Mm. So it takes a toll on your personal life yes. as well as your um, work life. Of course. So coming here, it was so refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He's just a pleasant guy. Yeah. Yes. I got to say, yes. you know, and, and we've seen there's, we see lots of different styles of leadership. And one of the things I've learned to appreciate about Jeff is just, I mean, he knows the product. Like he helped get this product line started. So you both yes. work in awnings and he and Bob Plentzner 
were the ones who actually started it here. I mean, they were yeah. had their hands on the fabric and they were doing this about 11 years ago, I understand. And um, so they, they're experts when it comes to the product, yes. Yes. but it's been kind of cool to see them develop as leaders also. Yes. yes. So what, what, have, what changes have you seen happen with your teams, with your people? You both talked about how that's one of the, your motivators for doing the work that you do. Like what changes have you seen around here? Well, one of the um, things that Jeff started is he started working with the leaders. Okay. Well, more than just the leaders, but um, it started with just the leaders. Then it moved to a few um, teammates on the line that were not as engaged. Yeah. And so we have weekly meetings. Okay. And we have work goals, and we discuss our um, personal goals. That's fantastic. So what, if what Ruthie is referencing is our, we call them our leader action plans. Yes. And it's simply, it's just a real simple goal setting type of initiative to help people be part of an organization that not just encourages, but also makes time for their growth. And so when you say have a meeting, we're talking about taking people off the manufacturing floor to get together for 30, 40 minutes and talk about their goals and things like that. Yeah? Yes. I mean, how does that work? Because while they're doing that, there's work out there that's not getting done. No, there's work getting done. Okay. So we have people that, people step up. Yeah. So they're trained in different positions. Areas, so. Interesting. So we're pulling people up, and I'm assuming the wrong thing here at this point, right? And and no, and I'm, I'm actually saying this kind of tongue-in-cheek because, like, I, I do understand that. Like, we, we feel when our leaders get poured into, then the work can still get done. Yes. Because we we almost send you back out to the floor in better shape than when, when you showed up at that meeting, right? Because yes. that meeting has been pretty motivating for you guys. Yes, it has. Yeah. So what's how, how so? What are you seeing happening as people are pressing into their goals? What's, what's that doing to the culture? Well, it makes you, the team think that we care. Yeah, you go. You know, so they care enough about me advancing. Yeah. You know, at work and doing and well outside, outside of work. Of work. Yeah. So that right there is something that you don't see where they want you to do well outside of work. Yeah. So a lipper has a lot of different things like the Lippert University, mm -hmm. you know, where you can go and you can take classes, you can learn Spanish, you yeah. can learn English, you know, it's just a lot of things that you can do. So and then Lippert has the um, volunteer events. Yeah. So it brings yeah, people cares. together, yeah. right? And sometimes you can bring your family, yeah, you know, to those sure. events. I've um, brought a couple of my grandchildren okay. to some of the events, uh, cleaning up the park. Yeah. One sat down the whole time, but, you know, <laughs> she was a played a little part That's of it. That's right. But. Yeah. It's funny because we, we try to build some family-friendly events in there. You know, some, sometimes it's just hard work, get after it and cut down trees. But right. then there's other times where it's like anybody can come. And so it doesn't steal away from your family time. Right. I think that's one of the cool things that happens right. in 100,000 hours. So, yeah. I know one of the cool things that they're doing now is the, is it the all-star? Boards? Not the all-star boards, but what was that that they kicked off um, last month? Where oh, the where, um, like, they if had you games. Have, like, if you perfect have perfect attendance, attendance you, oh, can, okay, um, okay. you can win stuff. They bring this cool thing where you can play basketball or cornhole. Oh, Is that what it's gotcha. Called? Right. Okay. And so, 
So it's it's the recognition and celebration right. thing. Yeah, and like, they make it fun. And they're moving around the plant. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we call it, sometimes we call it celebration on wheels or recognition on wheels. So okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So. That's fantastic. So that's been a good energy booster for your teams also. Yes. I love it. And, and that's the other thing too, is like we're trying to be creative, aren't we, about the way that we engage our teams. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's funny because here we're sitting in the scout mobile and I know they've been saying like people have been stopping by, kinda like, Hey, what's going on here? You know, so we try to help bring people into the bigger picture of what Lippert's all about. This episode of Lippert Built to Lead podcast is brought to you by the Lippert Academy for Leadership, the team committed to enhancing your organization's leadership and cultural goals with strategic leadership development programs, on-site training, executive coaching, speaking engagement, and customized solutions. Find out how to get your organization involved at www.lci1.com backslash academy. Or send us a message at academy at lci1.com. That's academy at lci1.com. Yes. I was thinking about this with you guys because you're like 30-year veterans in manufacturing. And one of the things I've appreciated about the two of you since I've known you is, and I was I was thinking about this morning as, as I was preparing like for this conversation, I was like, I think these guys are like career people. Like they're true professionals in manufacturing. I said that to you earlier and you said, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense to you. Tell yeah. me why that's that rings true. Well, we've been here in manufacturing for 30 yeah. years. So right. it's, it's just nice getting your hands in. Hands on. And, right. And you're doing yeah. the work that you want to do. Yes. And that's what that's what strikes me because it's hard. I mean, you still got you guys still get up early in the morning. Yes. yes. And you still have some late days. Like, what what's a typical work day for you all? Well, um, five forty five for me till four, maybe sometimes four thirty. Okay. But all right. Yeah. I'm a um I'm usually up at four o'clock anyway. So early riser. Early riser. So you get here by five forty-five. Yes. You've been up for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I got it. What, what's the appeal for you? Like, do you like the early morning thing? I do like their, I'm an early riser and I go to bed early. So okay. you got to get your rest. Yes. Here you go. I'm up at three, 3 a.m. I lay in bed and I read Yeah. for an hour. Yeah. And then I get out of bed, get myself ready, come to work, Try to be here by five thirty. Okay. To get my day started. What are you so. doing at five thirty when you get here? Because you're you're getting here a little bit above or before the rush. Because like official start time is six, right? Yes. What are you doing for those thirty minutes? Getting uh, checking ALD, updating ALD. I look at the back orders. I print out back orders and orders due today and tomorrow, and make copies for my leaders. Okay. So they know what. We need to build what we need to get, get done first yep. and check my email, yeah. check my ca- calendar also to see what meetings that I have. Um, look at my LSW, which is something that I am so grateful for because I'll be the first to admit when I became a manufacturing manager, mm-hmm. I had no idea what my responsibilities were. LSW so, is leader least, standard work. Yes. Well, t- can you describe what that is? It's a list of action plan. Well, a list of things that you should get done day to day, things that you should get done quarterly, yep. things you should get done weekly, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And so that, that helps me out a lot. Right. You can add to it, take away from from it, we but. like to say LSW is like a living document. It's it's mm-hmm. it's the it's it's the way that we kind of go back to the things that help us 
get the essentials done because you guys deal with a lot of urgent things that pop up in the middle of the day like hot orders right yes, yes. and things like that and I would say LSW kind of helps you understand what you need to return to yes so organization is a big part of what you're doing because it does get chaotic here the right. business has grown like crazy hasn't it yes, yes. so what talk to me about the de- what the demand used to be like versus what it's like currently Ooh, we had to get like what 200 a day when we first started maybe maybe two to three hundred a day and then it slowly went up to 500 then thousand and just here lately 2500 2500 so we're talking about a jump from 200 awnings per day to now 2500 awnings per day yes there was only one shift that's uh, massive growth and how many shifts do we have now in awnings? We have two shifts. We have two shifts right now. Yeah. So as an MM, are you responsible at all for night shift? No. Okay. So that's... So night shift has their okay. own MM. They got their own M there? Okay. So that's more of a PM responsibility than to make sure that everything is running properly. There. Yes. It's amazing. Like, you guys amaze me because, like, that... Uh, not only do I see professionals, but I see gritty people too. You know, like you kind of get in there and yes. you, you get the work done, and you're not afraid of that, and you and you lead with strength. And I, I really admire that about you guys. Mm-hmm. L- let me just—we're going to start to wrap up here our our conversation. But like, what could you see like going forward? I mean, obviously, you came from a place where like the work experience was wasn't good, right? You were apprehensive about coming into Lipper, but immediately that kind of shifted and changed for you guys, and you became. Yes. Like one of the family, right? Pretty quick. Two of the family, I guess, right. if, yes. to be accurate. So what what can you see moving forward? You've seen a lot of things change in your seven years here. What do you see going forward, Ruby? Ooh, more awnings. <laughs> yeah, more awnings. <laughs> I, see, I see a lot of growth. Okay. I, we've seen a lot of growth here at Lippert, you know, even outside of awnings. Yeah. Like with Counter countertops, bimini, so, new products yes. here, right? Yep. So okay. Lipper has their hands in just about everything. So who knows? Yeah, you know. Yeah, we're we're seeing lots of lots of changes going on around here, and it, yes. and it really is, ladies. It's it's so much because of like the faithfulness and the dedication of people like people that get up at three forty five that are willing to get here at five thirty to make sure that everything's ready for their team. You know, when I when I listen to you guys, I'm hearing. The things that we talk about, like servant leadership, like mm-hmm. serving your team to get here early so that things are set. Basically, you're staging the day for them, aren't you? Yes. And and like that's not necessarily normal. I know some leaders that pop in at the same time as everybody else does, but I appreciate the diligence and the professionalism with which the two of you have moved forward. My, I'm so grateful that you felt cared for the minute you stepped in. And I'm guessing that that's a motivation for you to continue to care for your people yes. moving yes. forward. Yeah. So, final thoughts. Okay. Like we're about to wrap this thing up. Okay. Ruby, Ruby. I mean, you've just become a leader. You've been a group leader now for how long? It's been about a year or more. Has it been a year? Time just went so fast. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I think it's been about a year. I think when I came here, you were like a like number two, and you were in that yes. role. Then that number two, because yeah. you were for for Ruthie, I think. Um, yeah, and, and, and then, so you know, we worked. We worked. Yeah. Side by now side. you're caring for 23 people. Like wh- when you come in every single day, like what what's what drives you to care for those 23? Because Lipper cared for me. Oh wow! Look at yeah. that. Okay. And so, you know, you pay it for it. I appreciate that. And and how about you? The 73 people that are under your span of care. I just love working with my team. We have a great. Uh, great team. team. They're funny. <laughs> you know, we, we have 
not fun all the time, but there's a lot of times where we have <laughs> yeah. fun, you know, so it's always a learning experience, right, you know, right, just right. Um, just learning your teammates, sure. you know, you yeah. learn different things about your teammates every day. And you notice certain things about your teammates, just like um, one teammate, she wears red a lot. Mm. And I asked her yesterday, is red your favorite color? And she was like, yes. <laughs> you know, she was really excited about that. And just just learning about your team. Yeah, just noticing sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, it, I think that makes a difference for some mm -hmm. folks. And, and when it's all said and done, before you guys clock out, like, you got to get 2,500 awnings out the door, right? Right, so yes. So you guys have a very challenging job. I really appreciate the two of you taking time for this. You're just fantastic people and great leaders, and we're just so honored to have you guys on our team and thank continue you. to do the great work that you're doing, okay? Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, thank you so much. So we're going to wrap this up here, folks. Um, and if there's anything that we can do to help you in your cultural journey, like we've been talking this season about business being a force for good. And, and again, this is just another story of how that's proved to be true. And we know other businesses do good things too, but that's yeah. been so important for us to be intentional about it every step of the way. So I'm glad that's your story. Keep paying it forward. But if there's any way that we can help you take steps forward on your cultural and transformational journey, please let us know at academy at lci1.com. That's academy at lci1.com. I'm Edgar Cabello, your host for today. And I've been with Ruby and Ruthie Wiley. Ladies, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and know that together we can use the 40 or 50 hours a week we have to influence and impact others and truly make business a force for good in this world. If you don't mind, do me a favor and leave your comments for us and share this episode with a few people. The world needs this message. Thanks again for joining us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lippert Components Incorporated.